Every day we wait, they get stronger. Let's take them by surprise. For the greater good, call it what you will. Let's call it war. Rogue One starts here with Andor, and we're talking about each and every episode of Disney Plus original series on our podcast series, Going Rogue. My name's Don Blight, and joining me, Ashley Holby. Hey, Dylan, excited to be here. I am, I know that for sure. Let's jump I'm excited right to be it. here on a Star Wars show that doesn't involve sand. <laughs> there was only dirt, which is a bit different. There's dirt, not it's sand. similar colour, but not sand, that's true. Uh, it's not so coarse. we're here to talk. It's get everywhere, it can, it like sand does. I mean, it, it, it can we had to talk about the first three episodes of Andor, which dropped together. Um, really should have just been a movie, in my opinion. I'm just going to get that straight out of the way. Like having the little weird, having to watch credits every time was sort of annoying me when I'm like, can't just, just order credits and episodes. a uh, previously, uh, like on. previously on and then an intro. I'm like, so yeah, let me get my one big complaint out of the way, which is that. Um, but yeah, overall thoughts on the first three episodes hit me. It's good. It's a slow burn, but it's good. <laughs> um, obviously, it looks visually very impressive. Um, it's fun to see Cassian, who's obviously, uh, what, they say five years before the Battle of Yemen? So this would yeah, be like five, five years. years before Rogue One? Yeah, because um, that ends right before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying it so far, I think, you know. Uh, Diego Luna's really good. Uh, they've got an interesting. I don't can't remember what the protagonist, uh, the antagonist, Mole Cop. Yep, that'll do. Uh, <laughs> that's cool. And then you know we do. I think it's good that these first three episodes were kind of get together because I feel like some people would have dropped off if they had if these had been released separately week by week. Yeah. I feel like the way they end it very much is like they were meant to be. Sh- just it really is just one big one big movie pilot, one big pilot or you know like whatever mm. one big i mean it's really intro. just one arc really yeah. which yeah. is but how does he get works, off his planet <laughs> works so much better being able to watch him i can't imagine this being split up but i yeah it wouldn't have worked anywhere near as well i don't think no um i was trying to find that dude's name but what is his name no that's the sergeant cost is this the dude no that's not him can't find him. They, all these people. Say, oh, here we go. Cyril Cyril Khan is the. I believe this is the dude. This this motherfucker looks like him on IMDb. Uh, Cyril Khan, aka the Mole Cop. That's what we'll just go with. Um. Yeah, I'm loving it. I think it's everything. I mean, it's literally everything I wanted. I, I'm what I'm, I think. It was like halfway through the first episode where I was like, "Wow!" Like it's it's. <laughs> I don't really like say too much about the visuals, but fuck the visual, <laughs> like fuck the stupid volume. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm so like, and I'm sh- like, there's some stuff in this that could have been shot in the volume, like which is fine. As I said, I've talked about it before where there's a there's a time and a place, but holy shit, like just the you know set design on this show, like actual real sets. I don't like call me crazy, but. The art of set, <laughs> the art of just like making a place and filming in it. Wow, what a, a long lost time! So, there's just the show feels so much more alive and like 
an actual thing and it's just looks really good and gritty and it feels like star wars but um it, feel, it feels like a, it doesn't yeah so it feels more like actual a new hope than it does like look wise than it does rogue one but um definitely a lot more gritty i guess it's got that from the moment the show starts with him walking across that bridge and everything you've got this whole sort of thriller vibe going on with like what's going to happen and and everything like that but no, no, I, I, I loved it. I, I, I'm gonna go out there. <laughs> I'm three episodes in, and I'm, I'm pretty sure if the quality keeps up, this is easily gonna be the best Star Wars series on Disney Plus, easily, in my opinion. Like quality for, like I, I, I enjoy the Mandalorian, of course. Like there's, but I have a lot more ups and downs of that show than I, than I would like, <laughs> especially uh, in the more recent seasons. And you know, like Obi Wan was at okay at best you know like okay to meh um what the fuck book of boba fat we're definitely not fans of like i think that's one show we can agree neither of us liked so <laughs> mm. um yeah I, I think this easily has the potential to, to be the the best which is interesting because of course it is the first non uh favreau versus star wars versus sort of show you know it's just the the best one we've got without that and it's it just there's no jedi there's no major spin-off characters like cassian andor yes he comes from a movie however it's literally a spin-off where he's just like he's the second character he's not the main character and he's not like some big character that most people know and love you know it's not like uh it's not like an obi-wan series where it's like oh, okay more of this guy sort of thing it's just um it's really interesting, I feel. And everything that's here that's going on is the setup to him joining, like, wanting to be part of the rebellion, I guess. Well, and we haven't even got there. Like him being recruited. I'm assuming that's what Stellan Skarsgård's character's doing. Yeah, well, Stellan Skarsgård's 100% recruiting him. But the thing, like, the thing I find interesting that'll be good to see going forward is at this point in time, like, coming off the first three episodes or the first movie-length premiere, I like to view it. Um, it's very much like I he yes he has a you can see he has a hatred for the empire. He I can't see him currently being someone who wants to fight though. You know, like I feel like that's that's still I still need to see that. And I feel like there's still going to be a little bit of pushback for it. But although I, I definitely feel like one of my favorite lines in the whole three episodes i can't remember exactly even though i just watched it but it was the one in the third episode where he's like stellan skarsgård's character says something like don't you want to fight these bastards or you know like some do you really fight them yeah do you want to really fight something like that so i thought that was a just a cool one-liner so um but yeah i mean the just trying to think about it i love the fact that this first three episodes basically just boils down to it's like he gets pushed on by dirty cops who he accidentally kills one. So now he's on the run. And then you've got. Say, I love the opening of the him going into that bar, music playing. Totally sounded like the music from Drive. Uh, mm. Like, yeah, this, <laughs> this. You know? Yeah, and then obviously getting into an altercation uh, and not yeah. meaning to kill them. Well, not no, meaning that's the to thing. kill the first one. 
No, well, he kills the second one, but two bit, yeah, I can. I he had to, he had to complete the second At that time, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, now he's got to deal with the bloody. He's literally dealing with, and that's so funny, like, make this joke about the the bag, the main bad guy antagonist being a, a mole cop, but he really is. Like, the thing is, well, is the that in- he's. <laughs> the interesting thing, right, is that's a corporate government that they're working. They're working for a corporation. Yeah. So it's not like an actual, they're not working for the empire. No, well, they work for them, but the empire is their boss. Yeah, but they're like. Is the thing, at the end of the day, that's why, like, the mole cop sort of. I mean, they're technically working for, I don't know, McDonald's. But, you know, McDonald's <laughs> under the American government. Yeah. You know. But it's like, at the end of the day, the, this dude, these dudes, they're not the real cops. You know, they're no. the stormtroopers. <laughs> Yeah, and they're coming in like they they can run. I mean, the they're place. lower than stormtroopers, so I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that tells you something. They're literally just mole cops. So, and it's a yeah, and that dude, I I give him props because I already hate him. Like I hate his face. I hate the way he looks. I hate his stupid little squirmy face. I hate I hate the way he talks. I hate the way he's tailored his suit. I just hate him already. Like fuck this cop. What a fuck thing. This one will be cop. Have you, you know? Like, have you made alterations to your suit? Yeah. Yeah, I made some. Put some pockets in. Some yep. nice tailoring. And his boss is like, nah, we don't want to, we, we don't care if it, someone actually did kill them. It's fine. Just say it was an accident. Done. Move on. I mean, the guy, the guy, no, well, he goes, they were in a place where they shouldn't have been on duty in a nightclub that we're not supposed to have. Yeah. Uh, this guy's a known asshole. Like, he kind of boiled it down. Like, <laughs> he, yeah, he knows what happened. Way more wor- trouble than it's actually worth. Yeah. He's like, there's way more trouble. And yet, than it's worth. this squirmy bastard wants to. Yeah, he's out li- literally out to prove himself to be a big tough guy, but there he is at the end of the episode when everything's hit the fan, and he he's just standing there with his camera for basically. I'll, I I well, I don't think he even wanted to go in person. No, right? no, I don't think he did. At the guy's all. like, "Hey, no. you're coming along." Huh? Yeah, I, 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 this <laughs> is definitely a scenario where it's like he he's, he's got his blaster. He's probably never fired it in his life. You know, no, he doesn't know he doesn't know how to use that thing. He has no idea what he's doing. So. Um, yeah, so uh, that's the, and I, uh, <laughs> what a great I'm, villain is what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. He's a great villain. Cause I, I just hate him. So <laughs> that's a, straight away. I'm like, this guy's a fuck it. I did like a little squirmy bastard. I just squirmy yeah, white dude. <laughs> squirmy white dude. And I already saw like, in the, cause it took me a couple days to watch. It. I didn't watch it at launch, but I saw people like tweeting it. Like try and have people argue this show isn't political. And I, I saw, I mean, straight away, I'm like, I get it now. Like, they're literally just bitch-ass cops. Like, <laughs> so, like there's no way to, like, try and win me way out of this one. So it's, just, yeah. it's what that one is. Um, Not to mention the show, Star Wars is political anyway. We're literally about to get to... <laughs> the show's going to only get more political as we get more mm-hmm. enveloped in the... Uh, the political ongoings of Mon Mothma and whatever the hell else is going on in Rebellion and stuff. All right. What other elements we got going on? So let's uh, let's take a step back and let's just break down the flashbacky sort of stuff as well. So do, do you like the way the show is it had been iterating the flashbacks and the way it all played out and stuff like that? I mean, as a whole, I think it works. Um, I Initially, I was like, oh, am I, are the subtitles not working properly? Is there a reason we can't re- hear, understand what they're saying? And then you know, read online. It's like, no, nobody, even if you turn the subtitles on, there's no way to know what they're saying, which is fine. I don't think it's any different to any other alien species. You never understand what they're saying. Like, yeah. So, uh, 
yeah, obviously, you know, it's it, very interesting, like very much, uh, I guess the equivalent the of like it. It's the equivalent of like one of those lost tribes in the South America. Yeah. What like, do you think happened? Because being... I feel I feel like easy, there's an easy answer. That, like, why are all these kids there by themselves? I mean, they all. I assume they got their parents have all been killed at some point. Yeah, that's why. Because they they by the mentioned... mining people. Yeah. Yeah, they mentioned it's a mining town that was destroyed or left or something like that. So I assume they're the kids that were that were left the kids were made mining. to leave fend for themselves, uh, probably because the parents were fought, killed off as part of some you know, for interfering with the mining effort, uh, and eventually they mined the planet so much that the planet got destroyed. Yeah, that's why I assume something like that. Yeah, yeah, the Canari, I think, is the name of the planet. So, yeah. Uh, but yes, um, you know, without reading any, hearing any dialogue, you can still tell. You know, you know him wanting to be part of the big kids and yeah. going on patrol, uh, leaving his sister behind, uh, getting angry at them for killing, I don't know, the, their leader or whatever it was, mm. the person he kind of looked up to. Uh, and then, you know, he gets abducted. <laughs> he mean- gets saved in quotation marks. Bit of both, bit of bit A, bit of C, you know. <laughs> it's, it's a bit of both. I mean, he is saved. There, so, yeah. So the people on that ship, they weren't directly imperial looking. Now the, they do say that they're. She mentions his, uh, I guess, um, adopted mother or whatever we want to call it. Um, yep. the, she, she mentions that. You know, the ship coming down is Imperial or whatever. That, you know, they're about to come down to, or the public or whatever is about to come down. Now, I presume this time period, because they never actually give a time period. Like, we get a straight up five BBY at the start of the episode for where yes. Andor is, but they never give you the exact flashback time period. period. Flashback period. I would assume it's, it's taking during place. The time I would, no, I was thinking it's like maybe just after, like, Order 66 time, you know, like. Well,. Mm- do you think, well, just, the only thing you got to go off is, do you think Cassian in this looks older than Luke Skywalker? Yeah. For yeah, sure. Then, then, yeah, probably. Uh, I guess there is a bit of a leap, leeway because he would have been eight. When... Well, let's say he's like eight to, let's say, how old do you think this uh, Cassian kid looks? I think he yeah, looks probably like eight to ten. Oh, probably eight to ten, ten maybe. To 12, or yeah. maybe in ten to twelve. Yeah. yeah. So... 10 to 12, and then, like, if you add, say, the time between then and... So you would add, what, five... So, like, 13 years later, roughly. So then he's, like, mid to late 20s. Would you believe he's that when we're watching Andor? I feel like it's... I'd put him closer to 30. Yeah, but sure, probably, you know. The yeah. space, <laughs> living in the space world, it makes you age quicker. Yeah. Um, so if, if we want to say, like, it this you. If you want to say late twenties, then like if we go with the, I mean, yeah. tw- it's really not that tw- important. It would no, make more sense if it's after once the empire takes over, um, or during well, the I was Clone only Wars, thinking because I'm was only thinking it's got to be one of those two periods. I mean. Because then they're, they're not fully uniformed or anything like that. They could be in a sort of transitional period because they look very like separatist like. But it could just be you know a corporation who's like running the mining operation. Yeah. And I assume they're not actually green. I think that might have been something that 
happened after the like, what, from the gas 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 or something yeah yeah that's sort of my guess there mm-hmm. um because they did come in with masks the other yep. two when they come down to hoard stuff or whatever yep. um and we know his dad they you get that line about his dad dying so i presume that is the guy we meet there. I presume the that's, yeah yeah i assume so yeah must be his like adopted father going mm-hmm. forward so what do you reckon their story is they're uh not not smugglers like uh they just take broken paths and shit you know I can't remember what the word for that is. <laughs> like Ray? Scrappers like or whatever. Yeah, scrappers? like Ray. Yeah. So I was thinking either they're straight up just scrappers or or they're actually working with Saw in his early days. Was the other thing I feel like could maybe work. You, see, you think there's some sort of connection? Yeah, I was just thinking because like, if it was like around that time period, Saw isn't like full-blown crazy like anarchy saw Guerrero. He's more, mm. you know, like a bit more chill. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that as would chill be- chill as he can be, yeah. Yeah, as chill as he can be. So this is like just after Clone Wars saw Guerrero. He would definitely have some group of his partisans or something. So, I mean, mm. that could work. Or they could just be straight up scrappers. Either way. Yeah. But I was just thinking it would be a way to- Obviously, Stellan Skarsgård knew about his dad or something. Or is just read up on him. Well, yeah, it's a a lot of research, I guess, for him to have done. So, Hmm. sort of thing. What do you think is Stellan Skarsgård's full story? Just part of the rebellion, I guess. You know, someone who he seems like somebody who's seen it also, (laughs) Uh, and clearly goes around wanting to get people. You know, he realizes uh, is someone who's realized that you know. The rebellions, the rebels need to gather information. It's probably setting up this network of spies that we've we expect to see going forward. Yeah, well, that's a yeah, that's the other thing. Like, how many of the people He's setting up the MI six of the rebels? Mm, maybe the rebel FBI. <laughs> the rebel FBI. Um, what the fuck was I gonna say? Yeah, I feel like he's um, I feel like it because obviously we never see him before, we never see mm. him again. Dude's gonna die at some point, <laughs> <I know. He's laughs> like, um, but he has money also, so I'm pre- like, yep, so I'm gonna say like he's similar to Mom Mothra, I guess, maybe, maybe not as high up, not in the political chain, maybe just like a more, yep, like a rich philanthropist, philanthropist sort of dude maybe yep. it's like a fucking bill gates but doing something i don't know <laughs> i don't know if that works um now that we have the official time too because i don't know if this was revealed like ahead of time and i just missed it because i wasn't paying enough attention which is that that could be a thing um but five years prior to the battle of the oven puts Andor literally in the time period of rogue one um of rebels Mm. which is I don't want to say like I definitely need a crossover but <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it's something that but wouldn't, wouldn't make say sense no. I wouldn't say no and I'm not talking if I had to name one character from that series 
to that would be cool to see in this and that would make sense for this. Which one do you reckon it is? Uh, Sabine. No. Hera. Oh, that's right. I'm getting my Twilight's mixed up. Because Hera's the... Hera was the one who... Oh, she my was female the, character, sorry. They're not, both <laughs> not Twi'leks. That one's a Mandalorian, so, I mean. Yes. Um, Hera is the one who was the... She was the rebel. She's the one who yeah. pushed Kane, and she was the one who started the, like, it's her ship, it's everything like that. She's the one whose name we mention, uh, we hear the um, the mention of in Rogue One in the background, you know, like General Sindula report to the th- thing and everything like that. That's a character who's rich in rebel star wars this time period history we've never seen seen in live action so i was like if we it i'm not gonna say no if i could see one character crossover from the animated universe to live action in this series one that actually would make sense and i think would fit the show well uh, potentially um i'm gonna say Hera would be cool to see at some stage um what else we got going on here what have we got in my little notes here what have we seen? um bix do you think we see more Bix? What's the what's the go there, do you reckon? Uh maybe. We assume they're gonna come back to this planet at some point. You know. Can't anytime soon, surely. No. Well, you assume he's gonna come see his mom again. <laughs> do you reckon? I think so. Maybe she just dies. Harsh. Uh I mean, I'm just being realistic. I mean, I think we she got enough scream time to set her up to someone who could potentially we could come back to. Um, but yeah, I mean, if we don't, I definitely like I think, her and yeah. I like the actress, and so I hope we do. But I just I'm like, if she's uh, if on we that don't, planet, we don't. You know. Yeah, she's clearly an informant to Stellan Skarsgård's character. So. Yeah, that's the thing. So maybe he like keeps connected. I guess. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool to see. Um, and fuck that other dude, her boyfriend. Oh, Glad Tim? Died, hey? Tim? I mean, Tim yeah, with two M's, but the other M's exactly where you think. Jesus. You use that joke in every single... <laughs> <laughs> Any name that's got two or the same letter. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Damn right. Well, it is. I saw in the credits. It's T-I-double-M. I was like, come on. That's that's what happens this time. We'll say the extra consequences. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. I mean, yeah, it was a poor decision. You know, his jealousy got the better of him. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Oh, mate's like, oh, my girlfriend's at the bar talking to someone else, holding her hand, sneaking around. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Let pretty. Let me go get him killed. Let me go. Well, I mean, he did kill two guards. You know, so he, he did doesn't kill- even know what he did. Yeah, so he didn't know whether he'd get captured or whatever, you know? So, just being a good citizen. He's being a little bitch is what he's being. It's just a coincidence, you know? What we're saying is, if you see something, you should still report it in it. It might be important. Just in this situation, it didn't pan out very well. You know what I mean? Lesson learned. Never report anyone to the cops, you know? Listen, if you see a child get abducted, I think you should probably call in the cops. That would be my opinion, but you know, Dylan is very pro children kidnapping. So, no, I'm not. Um, 
I was like, I, should I just leave it or should I actually clear my name? <laughs> <laughs> um, how could B2, Emo? Yes. Like new new favorite droid. I mean, he's don't know if he's favorite, but he's yeah, he's cute. I he gets around, you know. I love that clearly he has to. He's one of the first droids I can recall that needs to recharge his battery. You know, I mean, we never see R two or C three PO recharging or talking about recharging. No. I well, haven't seen talk- every single animated episode of Star Wars. Yeah, I was going to say. Maybe yeah, something like that. Definitely see droids uh, recharging other things, but I don't think in any of the movies you've ever seen C-3PO being like, oh, but look, I plug my USB-C my cord in. Yeah. Thought they were just solar-powered. <laughs> I mean, uh, What an yeah. idea, solar-powered. I mean, it's fine. I mean, he's a solid droid. You know, he's got one. He's good at pulling stuff, and he can drive around. You know? It's a cool opening with him like going through the the, the middle of town, it's sort off. of hiding as these dogs run, dog creatures run past. Um, takes a leak, pulls out the old taser. Good times. Deserve it. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I I love B two. I thought it was uh, very good. Um, someone else I love in the show. Someone who loves their job, maybe a bit too much. Hammer guy. Hammer guy. Hammer guy. Got a lot of hammer guy. Probably a, a lot more than I thought of it. I thought it was just going to be like a, a thing we see in the trailer and it's not even in, in the, the show, but no, like he is a working alarm clock. Do you think this is one job? Oh, yeah. Is that, yeah. He has, to, hmm. he has to count because they've got no like digital clocks. So he has to count yeah. down. He once he goes downstairs, he becomes Kenny again. One yeah, Mississippi, like, two what? Mississippi, three <laughs> Mississippi, four Mississippi. Absolutely, it's his job. He it's has to keep the time. Who else is going to yeah. do it if it's not him? But does he have to do shifts, or does he have to sleep for like forty-five minute increments? No, he just he um, or he doesn't sleep. He injects calf straight into his asshole. You know. <laughs> Star Wars, I would like a uh, hammer dude cuckoo cock sometime in the future. That's what we all want. Okay. Uh, where do you reckon we're going next then? Next episode as we head in, into it. What's the, what's the go? Uh, I don't know. Coruscant? Where do we think we're going to... Well, I assume with all the build-up, we're going to go see Mon Mothma next. <laughs> yeah, I feel like... I don't feel like they'll take Cassian to Coruscant because I just don't feel like that's a potentially good idea. I feel like he's going to have to take him somewhere else, drop him off, and be like, here's your first mission, Agent 47. Listen, I'm going to need you to do some training, so here's somebody who knows what they're doing. Yeah. In comes Yoda cameo. Yep. (laughs) Yoda's like, yes, I'll train you in the ways of deduction. Listen, let me just jump in my jack. Your backpack. Yeah. What? What do you Teach mean you don't? Ways. You can't use the force. This is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a really interesting point to leave off. That could go anywhere. Great shot to end with, like the juxtaposition of like him seeing, I don't know, the sky 
in the spaceship for the first time and then mm. them doing it again. Mm. Very cool. And they reveal that obviously when you see them come into that ship and you realize it's actually the it's the exact same one he was hiding out in on the, the base. Mm. Like sleeping in and hiding that the the Imperial chip thing or whatever it yep. was, I can't remember. Um where he was hiding that, that's his mum dad ship. Because it has the same like checkerboard cabinet thing that he kept hiding his stuff in. Mm. Yeah, that was like the one quick thing I noticed. Um, I thought that was cool too. Like it's like a really cool just position, just position, Chuck's position. Jesus Christ! Uh, to everything else in the episode where everything's like dirty and disgusting and like just you know gray and whatever else, but then he like opens up this imperial thing and it's like the most shiny object in the whole show. It's like pristine condition and yeah. Yeah, so it just shows. Um, yep. I really want to know if he like straight up lies or if that's exactly how he got it too, where he's like, I just walked in. Yeah. I assume he's telling the truth. I assume he's telling the truth too, but I don't know if there's a little bit more to the story than to straight up I just walked in. Seems I like a random thing to decide to I do. I thought I'd grab day. it. Like, um, yeah. I might just try and walk in until they steal something. Info that was there, but- yeah. like, that's be a bit more to the story. Maybe he walked in, maybe he went in originally, because this is the thing I was going to wrap up the the episode with. Maybe he originally walked in trying to get information about his sister from a place and happened to steal that mm. at the same time. Because I feel like, why would he just walk in to steal something like that? It just doesn't really yeah. make much sense to me. Um, so, Well, yeah, I mean, he, he's got to make a living somehow. Yeah. True. But, I mean, he's doing it. He didn't sell it, though. That's the thing. He's been holding onto it. So, like, he's. I think he's making enough money with his little thing he has going with Bix. Selling, selling stuff. Uh, so, what do you think? What do you think this this? Because obviously, that's where the episode starts. Is him looking for his sister. Do you yep. think he like must have heard word or someone like mentioned a canary girl or like something like that? Yeah. And he's, yeah. Yeah, I think he probably just chases down any lead about someone from Canary. Um, mm. But you know, I think it's. I suspect it's a lost cause. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, I will ever meet his sister. I don't think so. I think it'll turn out she died on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. With all the other children. I don't know. It's one of those things where if you're like, okay, well, she's alive. Where was she in Rogue One? But then just because she's alive and not in Rogue One doesn't mean that she's couldn't be off somewhere else and just not part just of it. Just because they're alive doesn't mean they're joined at the hip from then on. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. So, I mean, she could be alive. Maybe she joined the Empire. It'd be like a weird. Maybe she got recruited. They. Yeah, maybe they when the them other and people could, like brainwash them into yeah. becoming part of the empire. Yeah. Maybe when they landed, like after he got saved, and then the next ship lands, and they pick up all these kids, and you know, he's just that would joined. be interesting. That'd be a hardcore swerve. Hardcore. Yep. Oh, what the fuck? Uh, anything else I haven't talked about? I love the uh, them signaling through the entire town. Oh, the, the the hitting of the. Hitting up all the metal stuff. Yeah. Uh, And just kind of the lead up to that moment of them with the fake car, the charges. Any of the action in this was pretty solid. That that whole sequence with the shootout and everything falling was pretty fucking sick. It was. Uh, And then he got his old mate to like put an anchor on their spaceship. That was also very cool. That was cool. Uh, Yeah, just them speedering away. Very cool. Yeah. And we had. Didn't have much action in the first no. two episodes. Don't need it. I don't. Yeah, I, they don't need it, but yeah. yeah. 
story. Yeah, it's been interesting to see all the like. Obviously, we've seen a lot of good press with these first three episodes. Yeah, people people who got early access were like, "This show's good shit." So, uh, so yeah, being able to say, "Yeah, they're right. It's good shit," (laughs) is uh satisfying. Um, so I was just looking some stuff up quickly to be like things I liked about the show, just to be like, who did these things and have they done other things that I like as well? Um, so firstly, the person who does because the music's really good, like mm. the the score, I think it's like really effective uh, so far. So that's Nicholas Brittle, Brittle, uh, done uh, Succession. 29 yep. episodes of that. So, but then also, if Bill Street could talk about Moonlight, um, probably the most famous thing. So, uh, but yeah, I'm really loving the music so far. I think it's really, really good. Um, it sounds Star Wars y, but also just a bit more gritty and like more soothing the theme and tone of the show. So, I think that's good. But the interesting thing I just re- I didn't realize, but, and this makes a lot of sense, I was talking about like how good the production design and everything was. So, Luke Hole is a production designer on the show. Previously did Chernobyl. That was the last thing he, that that person did. Um, five, oh yeah, five episodes out of five. So all of the projections on that, which is interesting because there's actually several cast members from Chernobyl in this uh, series. Of course, Stellan Skarsgård, the yep. most prominent of which. Um, Makes yeah, sense. That, Very similar. Uh, Very what, similar shows, right? I mean... One's a space show and the other one's a real life terrific but other than that, horrific yeah. event that happened. Yeah, but that's that's similar. Yeah. But no, the production design is really good. And yeah, the Chernobyl production design is really good too. So um great job there. And another thing I was looking at is the cinematography. That's really good. But that was so these episodes were done by a Adriano Goldman. Um some of people doing some different episodes and stuff, but uh they done eleven episodes of The Crown of what they've worked on, so some shout outs there i just thought uh all very good elements so yes because as much as i'm enjoying the story the story and the characters and everything so far uh having a show not look like boring plastic and sand is certainly refreshing and it's weird to say that's refreshing but Oh, it's, it feels like saying, oh, it's really good this game doesn't have microtransactions or, you know, something that I'm like <laughs> shouldn't really maybe be a thing. But anyway, it's really good that this sh- this television series looks good. Yep. Odd, but appreciate it. All right. That'll do it. Thank you for joining us for this first episode um, of Going Rogue here on the Holocon Entries podcast feed. Of course, you can check out other Star Wars shows on the feed going forward. Mandalorians is here. When that show's back, the very Bad Batch will return January next year when the Bad Batch returns for season two. Um, if you want to check out some other after shows currently we have going on, uh, the Lord of the Rings Extended, where we're talking about the Rings of Power. We have South of King's Landing, where we're talking about House of the Dragon. We have all new Marvel cast, where we're talking about She-Hulk. And for everything else, movie and TV news, head on over to What Do You Want to Watch? And make sure you head out to ExplosionNetwork.com for movie news, uh, game news, game reviews, movie reviews, stuff over there as well. And if you like this episode, make sure you head over to ExplosionNetwork.com slash support to donate as little as a dollar to help uh, support the show, keep the mics, lights, and website on. Until next week, stay rebelling. <laughs>